0: Welcome to How To Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence.
1: Dating is complicated. For many Catholic singles, the process of finding Mr. or Mrs. Right is annoying at best. After trying Catholic young adult groups, Bible studies, gatherings at bars, Many throw their hands up in frustration because they just don't seem to be getting anywhere. And then the thought crosses their mind. Should I try online dating? If you've ever thought this for yourself or someone else, this episode is for you. On the podcast today, I interview my dear friend, Jill Rippey, who almost a decade ago met her husband via a Catholic online dating website. Having been there herself, Jill shares five questions to consider before entering into the online dating scene. Let's get started. This week, I got an Instagram message from somebody and they said, hey, Lisa, could you do an episode on online dating? In fact, I think she even said something like, I could just, just pray about it. My initial thought was no, because... I've never online dated and so I would have no idea what to say and my advice would be super shallow. Then my second thought was, oh my gosh, my friend Jill is coming in town in three days and Jill met her husband via online dating. Not only that, but her two roommates also met their husbands via online dating. Was it like within the same year of each other or something crazy?
0: Yeah, we were all um, online dating at the same time. And we all met our husbands within the first three to four dates that we all went on. And the relationships worked out and all of us are married with several kids now.
1: (laughs) It's so crazy. So I was like, well, there's some providence right there. Easy, done. Yes, I can do this episode (laughs) because I have an expert in the field. I'm not that expert in the field. So let me first introduce my friend Jill. Jill Rippy is a long time friend of mine. And if you follow me on Instagram, you've actually probably seen her in my posts here and there. Because, because what, 15 years? At least, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we've been friends for 15 15 years, yes. And the cool history, it goes way, way back to, so Jill's freshman year in college was my sophomore year. We were both at Benedictine together, and she was randomly assigned. That's how we did it at Benedictine at the time. (laughs) Randomly assigned to be in my Bible study. So she was in my Bible study, came to conference, I started discipling her, eventually she led her own Bible study, started discipling others. In fact, if you are involved in Focus, uh, there are many people out there because of spiritual multiplication and how cool it is who are great, 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 great granddaughters of ours via discipleship. Which is cool because you, deci- yeah, you discipled a couple of girls who went on to be missionaries. And so then they were like at NYU. Amber was at M- M- Amber is azzini if you... She I wasn't actually my
0: Bible study, but she was one of my residents. So we connected through that focus connection also. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So I
1: thought she was... I thought though you discipled... Anita, who discipled Amber.
0: I did. Yeah, that's true. That's how that works. Yes. 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 So, yeah, so she wasn't in your Bible study, but... Right, but she was my granddaughter. I yes, guess. right? And so then Amber's
1: like discipled people who have gone on to disciple people. So, like, it's not just via Benedictine, but because Amber was a missionary, and then I'm sure Amber discipled missionaries, who became missionaries, and so it's kind of cool. I wish there was a way we could chart all of it, but anyways. Jill and I go way back. That's what I'm trying to say. And so I completely trust her thoughts on online dating. And we get asked this question quite a bit, Kevin and I. So before we dive in, just a little bit of vision on dating and why online dating is a thing and why Kevin and I are not like, it's the plague. Don't ever do it. (laughs) Because let's be honest, we all know this. Dating is a little messed up. Yeah, that's the right word. Yes, definitely the right word. Yeah. It's a little messed up in the way that we do it. In fact, it's so funny when I talk to high schoolers about this. I'm like, dating like you don't even have a category for that because that's not what we do anymore at least not traditionally so it used to be you know when it was time if you felt called to the vocation of marriage and you were like okay I'm gonna get married you kind of looked around in your area and you said okay who are people who I could potentially live life with and do life together with and raise a family together and all that and you kind of pick someone from within your community for the most part, and that's who you married. And now we live in this world where there's infinite choices, which rather than like making us happier, it actually just wears us out because it's so exhausting to think, well, like this is such a big decision. And what if what if I picked the wrong person and there's a million options set before you and so all of a sudden this this whole process of dating has become more complicated because there's more to it. Uh, like more people to it. And that's a very, very simple answer, but it's one of many factors that make it more complicated. And so it just makes it a real challenge, I think, because we get so scared when it comes to dating. And it's good to be picky and it's good to have standards, um, but it can be very, very, very overwhelming. And so oftentimes we kind of just freak out and it's a thing that's already complicated. becomes even more complicated. Right. Definitely. So online dating, just with the way that things have shifted and moved, it's a lot harder to, I think, I I hear this all the time when I'm at conferences and events, especially from the women, the men too, though, they're like, where, where are good Catholics? Like, where am I supposed to meet somebody? Like, I want to get married. I want to have a family, but I have no idea where to even start. And so for some people, not for everybody, and I think Jill, you would agree with that, this might be the right step. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at five questions to consider if you're like, huh, maybe I should try online dating. Five questions to consider, and Jill's going to walk you through her wisdom and her experiences.
0: Well, I'm going to try. You're going to try. That's right.
1: (laughs) You'll do great. Okay, so you ready? I'm ready. All right, so question number one to consider that we're going to have Jill talk about a little bit is – should I sign up for online dating? Like that's the first place to start. It's like, should I even do this? So what are some factors to consider Jill? like, what were some factors you considered when you're thinking about like why you made this decision to go for it?
0: Well, I actually was having a conversation, I think with you. Okay. And, um, you had mentioned like, are you putting yourself out there to meet new people? And we went through kind of my activities and I had, Met a lot of people through my job, and nothing was really panning out. And I had gone to some young adult Which, groups. P.S., you were teaching in a Catholic high school. I was. So. I was teaching in a Catholic high school, a very young Catholic high school, with a lot of young teachers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, some very so dateable men. Very dateable men. <laughs> um, and a lot of them became really great friends, but nothing progressed from there. Um, and then I was in the young adult group, uh, I did meet someone and go on a few dates for a while, uh, but that relationship didn't pan out either. Um, and then it kind of came up to the point where maybe I should really think about this. Um, the other piece that drew me towards online dating was the fact that I had I had visited the convent. I had cons- I had really thought about that. Um and I I didn't feel called to that. I felt very called to marriage um, and raising a family, and I saw this as a really nice way to maybe meet some new guys that weren't in my in my actual circle of friends um, that were searching for someone that they were ready
1: to settle down with and start a family. Also, yeah, and that's a really good point you bring up. Like, even just asking that question of before you like put up the profile, like, am I even called? to marriage like right. <laughs> so I love that Like you went and did you do some nun runs I did I mean I, uh, I had a friend at um,
0: she was in the Franciscans in St. Louis and the some of the teachers that were at my school were also sisters and they were going back for a weekend um, and it was during my discernment process so I decided to ask if I could go with them and I spent a lot of time in prayer and I talked to uh, the mother there and we went on a long walk and, um, talked about just the steps of discernment and I had gone through all of them and I didn't feel called. I was ready to, it was a really nice quiet weekend, but I was ready to head back home and go back to teaching and coaching and doing what I was doing. So, um, I had gone there and, um, I also had some friends enter, um, the servants of the Lord. I have a lot of friends in that order, as do you. The servidoras. And I spent a whole week uh, w- with some of them, and again, I I loved the simplicity. I I loved the peace. It felt like a retreat, but I knew that it it wasn't I wasn't supposed to be there full time. So. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's I. Yeah, I think that's so fantastic. Just that willingness to first say, Okay, God, is this what you want? And if it is what you want, then let's explore that first and give God that opportunity because we always want to give him our best. And then for you, you know, I was like, "Clear, like, nope, that's not like what I feel called to right now." So then, okay, great. Let's take a step in the other direction of discerning marriage and I just I love how you were proactive in that knowing like this is my call, knowing that I've kind of exhausted what's immediately available to me. Um You know, and I think, too, one way that maybe I noticed during this time in your life, too, is, like, you were very busy, too. Like, you were coaching, you were teaching, you were working on your master's. You just bought a house, like... (laughs) Probably a little too busy. (laughs) Maybe maybe a little too much to have time to, like, go to enough, you know, like, you couldn't be, like, in the Wednesday Bible study and in the, like, Thursday dinner club and... Uh, uh a theology on tap or whatever and obviously your faith was very much a part of your life because you were g- getting the opportunity to go to daily mass at school and you were at a great Catholic school where you were teaching so you're praying you know it's like
0: right and that's what that's a piece of it too like I because I had those opportunities to be on retreat to um, go on retreats for myself but also just have some prayerful space within my day um, my prayer life was at
1: a good point for me to make that choice. Mm, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good, too. That's another piece, too. Like, should I <laughs> sign up for online <laughs> dating? Like, well, are you praying about it? Like, are, do you have a prayer life so you can hear God clearly? Right. Like, that, I'm sure, helped with your discernment a lot to give that confidence of, like, yep, yep, this is the next step for me. Definitely. Awesome. Okay, so first question to consider is, should I even sign up for online dating? Um, so some things to consider there would be, like, have you truly put yourself out there and given yourself opportunities to meet those in your local community? And next question would be maybe like, have you discerned your vocation? Have you actually asked God, you know, is this what you desire for me? And then finally, like, are you praying? Like, are you really considering it? You know, (laughs) like what God wants. This totally reminds me of, um, this would be like a, what not to do. So one of our focus missionaries, this is a reason not to sign up for online dating. Um, one of our Focus missionaries, I'm going to call him Corey because that's his, we interviewed him for our book, Dating Detox. And, um, and he, um, yeah. So when he, Corey's his fake name. So when Corey found out that he was joining Focus staff, he had not been on a Focus campus, but later he found out about, um, the dating fast. And it was like three months before new staff training began, which is when a Focus missionaries year-long fast begins and so when he found out about the fast, he said to himself okay I have three months to find a girlfriend because <laughs> he didn't want to <laughs> do the fast and so he the first thing he did is he set up a profile at catholicmatch.com and <laughs> he said he was like I guess I was really aggressive or something because I'd be messaging all these girls and no one was responding <laughs> I'm like I think the Holy Spirit might have something to do with that too so that would be a reason not to sign up right for yeah Definitely it's not something you do something because you're desperate right? or because you feel like you don't have you know you just you're feeling like not at a place of peace like there should right. be some peace that came comes with that decision of like yep this is the next step i feel called to it that kind of a thing as Definitely. opposed to anxiously doing it like cory did Definitely. so <laughs> he's the best i love his story all right time for number two second question to consider is how will I set up my profiles? Like, what did that look like for you? How did you decide, like, what site to use and, like, your parameters for meeting people, like, all those kinds of things? Talk about that. Okay, so
0: um, when I was setting up my profile, there were a couple different sites. Um, there was Catholic Match, Catholic Singles, and Ave Maria Singles, um, of which my roommates actually were on Catholic Match. I was on Catholic Singles, and I remembered. Uh, today that one of my co-workers was actually on Ave Maria singles. So apparently all really good sites. So there's three choices there's if three you didn't choices. know it. Catholic choices. Uh, all I Catholic say. choices. Um, so I think what I kind of did was I explored each site, uh, saw which one fit my budget, first of all, um, but also which one I thought would give me the best results to meet someone that I would click with. Um, the different questions that were on the profile, I made sure that they were ones I was comfortable with and things that I was curious about in trying to explore meeting new people. Um, like one of the questions was what would be an ideal first date for you and, you know, or some ideas of dates for you. So did you say a
1: long walk on the beach? I
0: didn't say that. I, I was, <laughs> Cause I was, you were living you know, in Kansas. I'm so analytical. So, you know, I get so <laughs> creative all the time. <laughs> But, um, but that was something to look at to make sure when I was looking at profiles that they were going to come up with a date that I was actually going to enjoy. Um, and then to get to spend time with them doing things that I was comfortable with, I knew that then I would be more myself, um, and being honest in pursuing
1: a relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. And what about like parameters? So I know you can say like, okay, I only want to, you know, within, I'm willing to travel within, I don't know, 30 miles or I'm willing to fly or like, how right. did you decide that? Um, for me,
0: I was not going to spend a ton of time in the car and I also didn't want to complicate it because I felt like if I was outside of the metro, then do you have to go for like a, a mid-afternoon date every single time and then drive home late at night or do you have to get a hotel room or things like that? So it, w- it would complicate it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I didn't think I would get to see them very often with how busy I was um, having master's classes on the weekends, coaching during the week. Um, so I didn't see where that might lead to a good, fruitful relationship. So I stuck my parameters within um, the metro area that I was living in um, and kind of worked out from there. So I kind of gave myself a deadline. Like if I haven't met anybody within a month, then maybe I'll widen that search a little bit more. Um, and look at, look at different ways. I mean, had someone from Chicago been like, Hey, come to, come to Chicago for a week. I had a friend living there. I could have, you know, met up with her and met him for coffee or something. I might've considered that, but for me, I knew I needed to stick close to home Mm-hmm. To As a starting point, at least.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea of kind of like, let's start small, see what happens. If nothing happens, then be open to the idea of, well, maybe God's calling me for a wider search and being open to that. So, okay, cool. So setting up the profile. Um, how was your profile pick? Were you like... It was a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw it. I never yeah. saw your profile. but I, so my eyes are
0: really blue when I wear blue. So mm. I picked one with a blue vest on, uh, on my dress and it made my eyes very blue. Mm-hmm. And, um, had a very confident smile on my face so it was was good
1: and it was you it wasn't some fake person it was totally me (laughs) and it was you recently not like 10 years ago it was within a few months of that which you would have been like a you know a teenager but but, you know like a a tween even maybe that (laughs) would have been awkward (laughs) all right awesome so yeah be honest in your profile there okay well let us quickly do here a hack our hack our catholic hack for This episode is a hack for what's coming up in the month of November, which is the month of the Holy Souls, and this is just a simple way that you can honor and remember this month of the Holy Souls. It's something that we do in our home is we take framed pictures of our loved ones who have passed away, and we put them on our family altar, which is kind of our prayer space. Hopefully we'll be able to do that this month since we're remodeling and we don't have any furniture on our main level right now. You're
0: going to be done soon. I hope it's going to happen.
1: Hopefully the pictures will make it out, but this is just a really simple way to remember that we're in the month of Holy Souls and that we're praying for those who have passed on, um, praying for uh, the repose of their souls and asking them to pray for us too. Um, So it's just a great, simple little reminder for the month of Holy Souls. Frame some pictures of those you love who have gone to heaven. And it's just neat to see them when you pass by throughout the month, too, and kind of remember them. So, that is our hack for this month. Easy peasy. Time for number three. Number three. Third question to consider when you are thinking about online dating Who will you tell? This is our third question. So, you, uh, yeah, you decided, like, yes, I should do this. All right, I'm going to set up my profile thinking about my parameters all those kinds of things and now the question is like who who did you tell who did you not tell was there anybody you like purposely didn't tell I
0: didn't tell very many people at work okay and I didn't tell a ton of family I told my parents and I told my siblings but I didn't like tell all my cousins or anything because I'd be like you didn't people. like post it on Facebook no <laughs> <laughs> here's Good my night. profile
1: check me out
0: <laughs> um, I, I, my roommate knew cause she was also signed up. So we kind mm-hmm. of, um, we would look at profiles together just to be like, do you think that that there's anything there at all that would maybe lead to a good date, um, or a good conversation. So we would kind of be each other's first check, um, which was nice to have someone in my situation living with me. You know, it really, mm-hmm. it really strengthened our bond going through that together too. It was really nice. Um.
1: Yeah. I love the fact that all of you kind of like did it together. Yeah, it was, it was,
0: it, I think it also kind of helps it just feel a little more normal because it was, mm. it was at that time when there was a lot more stigma than there is now. Mm-hmm. Um, It was just starting to not be a stigma, but there was still that every now and then, oh, how'd you meet? Oh, we met online. And every now and then you get an' Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Most of the time, people were pretty supportive, but sometimes when yeah. we get that. So it, it was nice to have other people going through the same process with you, mm-hmm. um,
1: an ear that knew exactly what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think by now, so. pretty much everybody knows somebody who met their spouse online. Yeah, like through like an intentional, and that's that's really what all it that it's doing is it's helping you just be really intentional about your dating. Really intentional. Um, yeah, and I think some people kind of the stigma is like, oh, that's because you're desperate. It's like. No, it's cuz I'm trying to be smart about it and yeah. I'm trying to be proactive and I'm trying to like right work. I, it was actually a little
0: easier for me to protect my heart in that way um than just going out and meeting anybody at the bar or at a baseball game or anything like that because um it was it was still in my control a little bit of, you know, yes, I would like to go out on a date with you and but I didn't have to I, I wasn't super vulnerable and it wasn't it wasn't based on attraction. I love my husband. He's very cute. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't based solely on attraction. It just wasn't like emotion,
1: I would say. Right. Like it wasn't just like an emotional thing yeah. to start. Yeah. Not that emotions aren't a part of, oh gosh, please don't. Please right. don't think I just said <laughs> that it's all supposed to be like cold hearted calculated. Right. That's not what I'm saying. No. It was, but I could see what yeah, you mean. The,
0: in, the intention of um, we knew we had similar things in line with each other. We were both pursuing marriage, um, so mm-hmm. it wasn't just we weren't. Neither one of us were dating around just to date around. We were we were past that point. This in our wasn't life. Tinder.
1: No, no, you weren't <laughs> swiping. <laughs> Definitely um, not, or <laughs> whatever the latest version of quote dating, which are more hookup apps, are. Yeah, right. Yeah, obviously very different. Um. <laughs> yes, moving. <laughs> All right, so friends, family, but not. displaying it to the public in not broadcast. broadcast, Yes. That's good. Good tips. All right. How about, um, question number four here. How about safety? Like what safety precautions will I take? I think it's a good question to ask. I think you want to, I mean, there's there's just like a reality, right? Right. And I think that's one of the reasons why people shy away is it's like, well, what if there's a creeper. I don't want to, that's what I was going to say. I
0: feel like that's where some of the stigma comes from is because of those horror stories that you hear. Mm -hmm. Um, so when my roommates and I signed up, we set some parameters for us, for ourselves, and uh, we communicated really well with one another. Um, whenever we agreed to go on a date with, uh, with a gentleman, we decided that we would only meet them at a public place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, my husband and I met at a coffee shop um, midway from one another, um, and luckily our date went really well, so we decided <laughs> to get dinner as well. So in between that, I texted my roommate that I had arrived at the coffee shop. I texted my roommate that I moved down the street to dinner. And then I texted my roommate saying, I'm on my way home. Mm -hmm. So we knew where each other was uh, throughout our evening. Uh, Just as a safety, you know, there were, Mm -hmm. you have to take care of each other um, through this process too. Um, I was... On the platform that I was on, we also, he had none of my actual information. Like he had a screen name, like an old messenger type name. AOL. And, and messenger. Similar, similar. <laughs> and um, that was through all the messaging too. So he didn't have my phone number. He didn't have my email. He didn't have my house address. Until Mm -hmm. I chose. Or even your last name. Right. Or my last name until I chose to give that information to him. Mm -hmm. So um, I was pretty secretive about that until I knew I was going on a date. And even then he had my phone number and my name and just my first name. And then um, after we started dating more, obviously, we revealed that information as as we felt comfortable. Do they do background checks like for the dating sites? Um, I don't know. That I mean, in, I'm interested in that. That yeah. would be interesting. I'm not sure. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it's kind of one of those, like, you have to be smart about it. So the responsibility is mm-hmm. on you. I feel like if they did that, they might have too much responsibility on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In yeah. terms of that, um, yeah. for anything. But I don't know.
1: Yeah. And I think, too, like, you know, like if you were ever to go uh, meet somebody for like an online date, like, right away if something feels off or weird you just listen to that yes we also I think we had this
0: rule too of hey if I go to the bathroom and send you a text in 10 minutes like call me Mm. like something bad happened and I need to leave so we kind of had that escape in Mm -hmm. case it did get awkward or felt eerie we had a backup plan we really did luckily none of us had to use it but I just think it's smart to be prepared for those situations you hope you never have to use it Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. it's just smart. You really want to be smart about it.
1: Yeah, that is that's really smart to have just someone on the line, like right throughout that night, knowing that you're on a date and they're gonna be checking in with you and they're gonna be there to bail you out if you need to and right all that. So good. Right, time for our last question to consider when you're thinking about online dating is what are my negotiables? and non-negotiables when it comes to the process so kind of what I'm getting at here is like so when you thought about the process like all right here's my parameters I guess or here's you know what I'm willing like what I'm looking for what I'm not looking for just in terms of the process itself right so
0: one of the things that was really important for me um, personally and this is something that you have to discern for yourself of what's what does this look like for you but for me Um, in my past, I had a lot of relationships where I was the leader and Mm. I was, I was
1: exhausted. I didn't want to be the leader of everything for the Mm. rest of my life. So you were kind of the one who was like, all right, here's the next step and now let's like take it to this level or let's have this conversation. Or they would like distance themselves and just
0: slowly start to ignore me and I'm like, okay, like we're done. (laughs) Like, sorry, I'm not playing this game, you know? So Mm -hmm. for me, leadership was a non-negotiable. And what I mean by that is I would, I would like wink. I think that's what it was called. Like the first contact on on online dating, winking. So I would wink. I would even message. But when it came time to ask out for a date, that was all in his court. I Mm. was not going to take that step. So, um, so that part of asking out dates, was all up to the gentleman. Mm-hmm. That pressure was off of me, which was nice. What about after like the first date? Like um I also left that up to them. I wow. felt um I felt that that was their role. Um, and I I wanted to feel pursued and desired mm-hmm. in that way for him to want to spend
1: that time with me. So now, I thought that was good. So what if a guy asked you out for a second date, but you like were, like did you have like parameters like okay I'll I'll give two dates or like you know what I mean right. Cause, like it, there's like there's definitely first impressions but I think we also have this for kind sure. of idyllic mindset of like well love at first sight and right. I knew in that moment like what were your parameters for
0: well for me um I'm pretty quiet until someone gets to know me mm. and so I kind of gave that grace to the people I was going out with or dating, um, or getting to know, because I felt, you know, sometimes it takes a little while to warm up. So I, I said that if I would go two or three dates with someone, um, unless you got the creeper vibe, right. Unless you got the creeper vibe. Um, if they pursued that with me, I would give them that grace of two to three
1: dates. Wow. That's good because, yeah, you know, and sometimes it's like they just had an off night or maybe something happened right before the date and, you know, right. unless if you're like 100% like creeper vibe or wow, or, this just. Or if it was like super, super awkward and there was mm-hmm. absolutely no conversation mm-hmm, through the mm-hmm. evening,
0: then I feel like that's probably mm-hmm. one I would, I would say, oh, I don't think we had any
1: connection here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So kind of striking that balance and figuring that out. That's cool. Um, oh gosh, I just had another really good question and then we got talking and then I forgot. Um... Do you want me to do my negotiables while you think? Of that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. What are some yeah,
0: what are some tips for like So the one of the things for negotiables, as I was looking about um, about different profiles, I noticed that there were a lot of people with different interests that I had never never known, um, even in my life. (laughs) Well, we're so been exposed (laughs) to, um, coming from Western Kansas. I had never been to a ballet. I had never been to the symphony, things like that. So, Mm. um, I kind of was willing to go outside my comfort zone, um, for things that other people were interested in. Uh, that my husband will totally be fine sharing this example, but he loves rock music. Totally not your jam. Totally not my jam. I'm a country girl and a Christian girl, but we tolerate it for each other. Mm-hmm. We go, I go to rock shows with him every now and then I'm, I'm dwindling quickly,
1: but <laughs> the more he, kids you have, the, the more <laughs> more
0: kids I have, I, I just can't handle it. But, um, but like he will go with me to different country music events or Christian music events, um, And we, we understand the further we get into our marriage that we're going to have different things that we enjoy and supporting each other in those, um, and being supportive in terms of like the questions we ask and showing a little interest to learn about it, but we don't have to love it the same way that they do. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important.
1: It's making me laugh because right now my daughter and I are in a book club together and we're reading Sense and Sensibility and, So there's Eleanor who's the sensible one and then there's Marianne who like isn't really sure about this match of Edward and Marianne because she's like, well, they're not like a perfect match and she doesn't love all the things he loves and he doesn't love all the things she loves and like, oh, it's never going to work. Like his interest in drawing isn't near enough. And like (laughs) Eleanor's just like, all right, (laughs) it's probably going to be okay. So yeah, getting past that idyllic mindset of – well, we have to love all the same things, or it could never work. Right. But realizing no, sometimes it's your your different interests that mm-hmm. make things interesting and exciting because right. it's not just like a monotone life, you know. Right. Yeah. Things are going to change throughout your life together. So, learning to support each other in your
0: interests um, throughout that journey is important. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last question, because I know people are going to wonder this. Um. And we should have talked about it earlier, but we didn't. Why did you choose a Catholic site over like, Christian Mingle or um, eHarmony, which is secular, right? Um, for what was me, that process like? For me, um, I had settled
0: on, early on, um, dating someone of the same faith and marrying someone of the same faith. I had seen throughout my life a lot of my family and friends um, marry someone that wasn't of the same faith and it was a struggle every week with their kids of which church they were going to. It was a struggle of when they had kids, are we going to baptize them? Or are we not like, you know, it, they, they agreed to it at marriage prep, but then when the time came, it, it wasn't as easy as they thought it would be. And for me, um, I wanted my husband with me in the pew with my kids. Mm. That's I, I mm-hmm. wanted it to be a, a total family commitment. I didn't want it to be, um, two different stories or two different beliefs. It was, it was just a unifying thing for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's kind of like, like with like your parameters earlier, like the start small, it's like, why don't I just like put down like the most important things like local and Catholic, let's just start there. And, and you know unless you've even tried that you know it's like why right. like be like i'll date any person from any background anywhere in the united states you know like yeah. that would actually just overwhelm you so i think Very it much. probably it helped even to look around and be like okay so how many guys were there like how many profiles were there within your radius um a couple hundred wow yeah so it really but, is a lot but to then you
0: can kind of start to you know like Catholic was really important. Local was really important. And then what other things are really important? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what do you want to have a family? Do you, is family important to you? Like, do you have anything in common? Let's start there, you know? Mm -hmm. So then you could kind of dwindle down to, um, and that's where some too, like, do I think he's attractive? You should be attracted to the person that you're going to marry. So yeah, it's not number one, but it's definitely a factor. Yep. Um, so So you kind of start working your way through the different things that are most important to you and Mm -hmm. go from there.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, Jill, this has been so fun. Thank you for sharing your wisdom on something that I don't have the authority or wisdom to share on. (laughs) So I hope it helps somebody. Yes. Okay, so we always have a how-to challenge. So our challenge for you today is this. If you are single consider online dating. We're not saying every single should just jump right in, but go back and ask yourself that first question. You know, should I sign up for it? Is God calling me to this at this time? And he might not be. And that's okay. It's simply a tool that helps in the process, but it's not the end all be all. So um, yeah. So just pray about it and consider your circumstances. Ask yourself those questions Jill asked, you know, have, have I exhausted my resources around me? Am I in this for the right reasons? Have I asked God if he's calling me to the vocation of marriage to begin with? And start there. And because I know that some of you are not single, if you are not single, I'm going to ask you to pray about introducing two singles who may make for a good match. So if you know of somebody who is single and then you know somebody else who's single and you're like, you know, they have a lot in common, they could maybe... Hit it off, then I'm going to challenge you to find a way to introduce the two, and you know, just kind of give them an opportunity to meet and see what the Lord wants to do. I know that people would appreciate that. I'm always looking around, trying to like think of who might be a good match for who. Not to meddle, not to, I don't know, be a busybody, but just to, you know, help people out if I can. If you see it, yeah. Yeah, leave it up to the Lord after that alright well Jill thank you so much for joining us on the show today I'm so glad to have had you as a guest thanks and I'm so glad you're sitting here with me which is so fun so fun and so rare so it's been great I know yeah perfect timing alright well that is our show for today thank you for listening in if you want to connect with Kevin and I our email is hello at made to com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Kevin is at at Kevin R. Cotter. I'm at Lisa Ann Cotter. That's Ann with no E. And as always, if you enjoy the show, please give it a rating on iTunes, add it to your podcast subscriptions, and tell a friend. These things help us get the word out about How To Catholic. Until next week, be saints. It's worth it.